Welcome to Pavant Guard. I'm Andre Gazetta. I'm Katrina Davis. And I'm Jordan Lee Williams. And today we're going to talk about different David. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. That sounds like a 50s boy band. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The and they're just five different Davids. And girls have do to like argue do over do which up. David they do like up. the most. I like David do F. Do yeah, I like the quiet do David. Do <laughs> which, I mean, that's not like terribly inaccurate for the ways in which uh, art historians talk about david where they're like oh my god but if it's not bernini what's the point <laughs> it is funny that there's like buff mask david and then there's like femme david you know what i mean oh like- yeah <laughs> no like there's like a howie d david and then there's like a justin timberlake david and like <laughs> there's like a rupaul david <laughs> there's like- Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's the like the Stallone David. Like it's very funny the ways in which there's a David uh, that's just like, oh, we're gonna get it together. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I actually so for this one because the 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 David mythology it is it is so permeated within art of um, because we're gonna talk about. The Renaissance. And when people talk about the Renaissance, they kind of think of this like monolith, but there are so many different aspects and changes throughout the several hundred year period of the Renaissance. Right. And Um, things go in and out of fashion and like all that stuff too. Absolutely. And as things are, um, you know, kind of absorbed into the visual language of the ways in which artists are making things, it changes. And um, as the plague comes in, it changes. And so we get all kinds of different, um, different styles. But there are so 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 many paintings and if we wanted to do paintings we could go honestly to modernity I couldn't find any modern like contemporary David's uh, sculptures I think that it has kind of fallen out of fashion as a sculpture practice um well but can we talk about what the story is absolutely yeah yeah so um i just wanted to quickly say that like the what we'll be discussing today are four sculptures we're looking at statues um that's normally not a thing that i get into or talk about on the podcast but this is a sculptural episode you guys um so the story that this figure comes from is David and Goliath and that is the story of a Philistine named Goliath who is giant like that's the term Goliath he's huge he's buff he's you know the um we watched killer clowns from outer space last night you guys and all I can think is that big scary clown that shows up at the end that's like 20 feet tall that's terrifying. Oh, that's the Goliath in your head right now. It's yeah. just a giant killer clown. It's just that. So thing. David's swinging his slingshot movie. at a giant red nose um, yeah, with yeah, razor that's sharp like a teeth. Yeah. But also, exactly. I kind of forgot about it being from that story where I thought David was a boy. 
like a, a young boy. child. Yeah. He is. So he is. in this story, he is a young boy. This is the st- this is kind of the start of when he becomes king. Um God. so he is trying to protect his tribe from And he's just the a Philistines. shepherd. He's like yes. he lit- he's not a warrior, he's not right. a big deal. He's literally a shepherd who has a slingshot so that he can hit wolves in the pasture. Like that's it. To keep them away from his flock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the the story is that Goliath comes and David agrees to fight with him. Because um, everyone and- in the Israeli army was too afraid to fight him. So he was he was like, I'll do it. And everyone else is like, you're going to fucking die. <laughs> like, right. No. Yeah. But didn't the ogre come and eat their stuff every day or something like that? And he, he was <laughs> I think like, Shrek, did I make that up? No, I love that's you. Yeah. <laughs> Or like I, veggie tails. I made up that he was coming and eat like taking their sheep and stuff. And that's why he was like, if I fight you this one time, you have to like, like, this is it. Well, I think he was killing them. He was definitely murdering them on the battlefield. And that oh, was why. Okay. So like in in fair Katrina battle. watched a veggie tails episode <laughs> yeah. when she was six. Yeah. And I mean, has here's thought the thing. that he's an ogre for the I've whole been time. In a- I've been in a lot of church basements, so <laughs> I've probably seen multiple cartoon versions of David and Goliath. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's such a popular story because it is the idea that, um, you know, it's the original underdog. Like, this right. is the tiny guy who takes down the giant. And mm. um, the reason that he was able to is because he was completely in God's favor. And so... That yeah. is kind of the the basis. So and he got so him right have, between the eyes, right? Pretty much, yes, yeah, exactly. So Goliath had been, like a huge ass sword, and David had this little slingshot, and he's like, "Yeah, what the fuck are you gonna do with that?" And he knocked him the fuck out with one slingshot. Like that was it. The dude died. Well, Goliath also had armor. I don't know yeah. factually how accurate this is, or if it's just leather in. In the Renaissance, we get like crusade armor becomes uh, a thing. And like you see this a lot with. Um, it's like who would have fashioned that breastplate that would have taken <laughs> who was making something that big. And he was like ordering this custom like who made this for him? Yeah, at the time he would have probably had leather. He might have had some type of head protection that was metallic but it wouldn't have covered his entire face so that's why probably david if this was a factual story which like whatever no i mean the sheer size of it like who would have made that thing like that would have been an honor that would have been like you are making the the warrior the the but that was like a blacksmith's whole month was just making like (laughs) one side of that dude's armor Oh, yeah, no. And you know what? He would have talked about it for the rest of his life. Uh, I made the armor. Well, until Goliath gets killed. Right. Then he would have been real quiet. (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, then he just slowly tries to drag it off of his dead body because he knows he can use like whistling, (laughs) untying like giant armor. Like, I'm just going to take this back. I could melt this down to make some new shit. What's up? Um, you do, you do see this in the paintings of like the, the classics, um, not the classics, the fucking classicism. Yes. Yes. It is called that. What a dirty word now. Um, but 
It's, that is. It's like two two things put together, like the ism and class. And it's like, wait, what is this about? <laughs> totally, total tangent related to this, though, very quick. Um, my favorite art style is suprematism. And I cannot call it that. I have to call it the Russian avant-garde because people are not cool when you say yeah, shit yeah, like yeah. that. <laughs> or the wrong people are really cool. Like, yeah. Where they're like, oh, what's this? And I'm like, it's black square on white and white square on white. And it's Jordan's just yelling fun. about suprematism in hardware stores and being like, I'm making all the wrong friends. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Some dude's like, oh, cool. Let's measure skulls sometime. And you're like, nah. <laughs> I'm like, no, this is this is absolute abstraction. This is the zero point on melting down art to its and they're like yeah that's exactly components. we are the zero point that's what i've been trying to say this whole <laughs> yeah, time yeah 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 so there are some <laughs> art terms where i'm like i don't say that out loud ever um <laughs> except for in very specific circles of people who have taken an art history class um but I want to start and i think that we're gonna go through this chronologically um because I do think that that is important to discuss. We're actually going to discuss two Donatellos. He's our first Ninja Turtle of the trip that we're taking. Uh, when looking up the sculpture, if you type in Donatello, you get Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There we the go. The turtle. <laughs> turtles. Yeah. And then David. Um, which so was funny. disheartening. So As wait, real Ryan. turtles like just regular pictures of box turtles and then David like yeah. <laughs> That's really it's, funny. It's fucked up, dude. That is I, funny that like real turtles cuz there was no <laughs> real turtle that was Donatello. Like how are they jumping? Well, above? you know that it's because so many people have named their named, turtles yep. after the yes. Ninja Turtles. This is Donatello, the yeah. actual living turtle. That's so yes. funny. I had no idea, like, until I was a full-ass adult, I had no idea that the Ninja Turtles were based off art history. Really? <laughs> no, I had no idea. I never I, put it together until, what? like, first semester of college, art history. That's I was like, I'm a fucking so idiot. Funny. <laughs> I can see the other ones, but as soon as they said Michelangelo as a child, I was like, oh, I get it. <laughs> no, I was so dumb. I'm like, so that seems funny. like a very normal and good name. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is what people name their radioactive turtles. And uh. Andrea was just wondering why she didn't go to school with more Michelangelo's her whole life. For real. <laughs> like, thinking For real. everyone was doing it. I'm like, I oh, mean, they're Italian and that's why they like pizza so much. It makes sense. I it did think out. that though. Oh, I absolutely thought that. But then I thought that Splinter was very smart and that he would have picked those names. But I did think, oh, were they born in Italy? Is that why they yeah. love pizza so much? They're globetrotting turtles. Yes. In Incredible. I have a very quick point to make um, is that I have heard it pronounced Michelangelo and Michelangelo. And yeah, so <laughs> Andrea is doing Italian hands. I did the Italian uh, hand. <laughs> it's Michelangelo. Um, Michelangelo. But Keith always makes fun of me because sometimes I will get so far into like the art history dork side of my brain where I'm like, so then Michelangelo did this, and then we're going to talk about the Louvre. And he's like, you need to stop talking. I'm like, why? You don't want to talk about Notre Dame? 
Like, I just have this he's, terrible he feels, habit. He feels like when people overpronounce mozzarella. Like, he's like, yeah, okay, Jordan, or like croissant. I get it. <laughs> croissant. Croissant. Um, okay, so I sent the images to the group oh, yeah, chat yeah. because we've lost our ability to share the screen. Fun peek behind the curtain. Um, so the first one that we're going to be looking at, it is not Michelangelo's. And it, but it is the other marble sculpture that I choked on that mm, I sent you guys. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's David making this face. Yeah, he looks very puzzled and blank, and he, yes. his hand is like weirdly near his junk. Which well, is like- okay, so I, that might be the angle. That's also like a very specific contrapposto pose. Um, contrapposto. Okay is a style of Greek and Roman sculpture where the figure is standing with their full weight on one leg. The other leg is slightly bent and then the opposite is happening. So normally they're holding something. Um, uh, and it's then- almost it's short of his body being faced inward at the top. It's almost like hot girl high school pose. Absolutely. Like, yeah. like, no, it absolutely is. He's got his hand on his hip <laughs> yes. and he's like, he's doing duck face. In the 1400s. Ooh, he is doing duck phase. Ooh, yes. Well, because uh, Goliath's head is at his feet. So it's kind of like, oh, this ogre? Is this? Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, is this who you were afraid of? <laughs> so the reason that his hand is where it is, Andrea, is because he's pointing at Goliath. Like, it's, oh. But he's not like pointing. It's supposed to draw the Subtle. eye to Goliath. Yes. It's um, like the first fish pitcher. Mm, but like, he is making... <laughs> First fish picture. This he is, is Tinder profile. The, <laughs> the and I oop face. Like that is what's up. Ab- <laughs> like he just came untucked. I like this one though. He looks um, the most boyish too. He looks younger. Yeah. Oh, he does. No, we will get to the most boyish. So Donatello oh, yeah. really uh, goes all out. So this oh, one, goodness. it's it's from fourteen oh eight. And it was originally wow. commissioned to go on top of a building, but the church that it was supposed to go on top of realized that you couldn't see it from the ground, so they took it uh. down. That does um, make sense as to why proportionally his upper torso and head are like kind so of bigger. Long. Yeah. Yeah. So it yeah, because no, it would have been foreshortened. Yes, and we'll. It's talk also very about- funny to think of them putting it all the way up there, and then someone just looking up and being like, "Ah, fuck." <laughs> oh yeah no they had two they had two sculptures they had this one and they had uh the um they had isaac they had the story of the sacrifice of isaac i couldn't think mm. of the word sacrifice um and so those two sculptures had been commissioned and they never re- i cannot find which one they put up first but they put one of the two up realized that doesn't work you can't see it from the street so they brought them both down or one, the one that they put up, but I don't know which one they put up. So yeah. this one, it's 1408. This is early Renaissance. This is like the Greek and Roman statues have just come out. They've just been unearthed. We are so starting to kind of rediscover these ideas in Italy of humanism of math of the perfection of the human form so humanism as an idea is that the human body is perfect um and that it is the, <laughs> good luck with that the focus 
And why do my well, knees very, keep cracking? It's a very, very specific uh, ideal of perfect. It is the white male with the small dick and the curly hair, and he looks Roman. Um, oh, yeah. Are you going to talk about the, why the small dick is important? Because that signifies uh, intelligence. A big yeah. swinging dick <laughs> was a barbaric oh. um, and low brow. Like they thought you were low intelligence if you were shown with a big dick on your sculpture. And that's why it's um, important to have women in art. Because um, <laughs> it's like, here's the thing. I'm not going to imagine that David has like a full hog on him or anything like that. But I'm definitely not going to make it as like insignificant almost as his dick is in some of like his dick compared to how they were sculpting tits at the time is like, here's the thing. <laughs> These are both important. <laughs> no. So, and I have to say, cause that is the very first thing that everybody says is, Oh my God, his dick's so small. We will talk about why it is like that. Um, I always imagined it's not- just because he's butt naked. I but knowing it's that cold that- out. Yeah, <laughs> I legit was just like it's breezy. Like he's just standing <laughs> here. There's no reason for it to be like ridiculous. But knowing what you said, it's like okay, but they aren't all that. <laughs> well, easy it's- breezy, beautiful little dicks. Oh my. <laughs> Okay, so you know what? We're going to jump to that just as a quick aside. Um, Michelangelo's David is 17 feet tall. And oh, my God. If, if you look at David's dick from the angle that Michelangelo was sculpting it, it is correctly proportioned. It is once you stand oh. away that it does not look that way. So if you're looking from, like, eye level to David, who again is 17 feet tall, his dick is normal. But when you're down oh. on the ground, it looks small because of the okay. angle. It's 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 all just perspective. Um, so yeah, this, but also 17 feet tall. I oh, we'll get to it. We will get to it. I'm also hey, just imagining sculpture David being like, "Look, my dick is to proportion." I'm 17 <laughs> feet tall. Like, just kidding. One of the first, like, related questions, if you Google Michelangelo's David, is why is he not circumcised? Huh. Mm. Which means that I have fallen down rabbit holes of, like, oh, that's what circumcision looked like in David's time. Oh, my they didn't God, remove Jordan. all the skin, just the top. I'm so anyway. excited to hear more about this. <laughs> oh. Okay, so back to Donatello's David, 1408. Donatello did two Davids. This is the marble one. We will talk about the bronze one. Um, so this one, it's contrapposto. It is very specifically Roman. You can see it in his little curly hair. Um, he's, he's wearing clothed. shepherd's clothes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he has like a whole ass cloak around his bare chest. And then it's like he has like a wrap essentially that is floor length. So, so he's wearing it's a lot more clothes. actually not a bare chest. Um, you can see his, the stitching on his oh, arm he has here. Leather this armor. is like a leather shirt basically. Mm. So he is wearing, he's wearing a skirt, but he's also wearing like a leather oh, I didn't shirt. That. Yeah, I can see that now. I just saw it. Okay. Yeah. So but also, he, oh my gosh, how uncomfortable would a leather shirt be? Well, right? it was probably like suede or some kind of animal skin. Like uh-huh. there's, 
you know, because he's he's a shepherd. And so this is showing he is a shepherd. So he's, okay. he's got these animal skins that he's wearing. Gotcha. Um, Goliath, his head is between David's feet. Um, Goliath looks pretty sick. Like Goliath that head, looks, yeah, he that almost, head makes me want to see Goliath. I don't know if I've ever seen maybe a picture of Goliath that wasn't just like a big regular man, like a mean yeah. Paul Bunyan. Yes, yes, no. So you've got this idea of like you can see proportionally how big Goliath would be just based uh-huh. on his head near David's big ass feet. Right. Well, I just noticed. So in the middle of Goliath's head, there's a huge bump, and then it looks like I thought this oh, was like yeah. a head thing. But it looks like it's actually David's sling. So I bet when this sculpture was made, there was like a leather or a string that connected the slingshot to his hand. Oh, shit. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like yeah. that little sack at the very top of yeah, his head. Yep. So that there, might it, be it why is his, his slingshot. Yeah. That sounds awesome. If that was still, like you're saying, dangling from his hand, that'd be pretty Yeah. Low. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense actually. Now that I'm looking at it, it's like, oh, that was there probably was that string, but it like decayed over time. Right. And he does yeah. have a comically large bump like Mar from Home Alone in the middle of his head. <laughs> yes, like, you can see exactly bump. where David it's like a hit cartoon like beep. Um, yeah. <laughs> but there's also there is and this is another thing that we'll see in both of Donatello's sculptures is David is so boyish and Goliath is has so much hair. He's got this huge beard, mustache. He almost looks like old um like like uh Greek sculptures of Zeus where yes. you've got like all this hair and David is like clean-shaven. He's got his tiny little mouth, just a little tiny <laughs> little tiny thing there. And He's got those big ass fucking eyes. His he eyes does. are just like, oh my God, I'm so innocent and little. I killed um, him, you guys. <laughs> we did yeah, it. Like, look what we I did. We did it, you guys. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't. Was that me? Oh. Um, okay. So anyway, we got the Israeli <laughs> army. We did it, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got this version of David, and now we are going to go to the bronze. And let me see where it's the one with the orange background. Yes. I want to oh, talk yeah. about okay. this hat. <laughs> yes. We're going to talk about this hat. <laughs> so, part of the story that permeates and becomes popular in the Renaissance is that David was given his father's. Uh, his father's armor. And so this version of David, again, Donatello, this one is from the 1440s. Now this one was commissioned by the Medici family. Um, It was commissioned by Cosimo, the patriarch, and it actually lived in the center of the Medici Palazzo. Mm -hmm. So the Medici family, they basically funded the renaissance um they they were the first banking family in italy they ran italy through secret political power that they kept very under wraps um but they had a bank and like italian rockefellers yes okay yeah and so they built the medici palazzo and they had all of these um like they were just they were insanely wealthy so they commissioned this David and 
he's a lot. So this is a bronze sculpture. And we still have very specific, like we've got the contrapposto pose. We've got uh, the very boyish, although in this in this 1440s version of David, he has like almost feminine hips. He's completely naked now, though. We have now boyish. entered naked David. But also, he's almost fully naked. He still has boots on, which to me yes. is like cheekier than him yes. being fully okay. naked. Yes. So well, he has so- the boots, but it's also if you look closely at his feet in yeah, those little all sandals. Uh huh. So he's wearing little sandals. His toes are wrapped sensually in yes. Goliath's hair. Goliath's hair it's like is intertwined. like intertwined. Yeah. It's definitely it's, more sexual. Yes. It is like sensual and sexual. It's very, uh, I don't know. We have moved into the Renaissance at this point where where biblical figures are human. I was going to say, you said earlier that in the story, like David was given his father's armor. But yeah, if it, the rest of the story is that he chose not to wear it because it didn't fit him because it was too yes. big for him. Uh, so yes. that's part of, part of why he's shown without armor is he was like, well, this is going to just weigh me down and it doesn't fit me. And I need yes. to be able to move around with my slingshot. So he like chose not to wear it, which in the story is seen as this like great belief in God's right. like power to, to like, literally him. have the armor of God. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that's absolutely correct. Um, And this one. So we've, yeah, we've now hit naked David where he is like, bared to god and country um and it's Literally. supposed to show his absolute and full belief in god is that he's completely naked in front of everyone completely exposed vulnerable we're adding this vulnerability to david um i do have to talk about his like long curly hair and yes. his little fancy yes. hat i with the feel vines. like this is like pedo adjacent i don't it, it feels it does feel that way no it absolutely feels that way if he looked like the, three years younger it would be creepier the, the that i were looking at this i mean he looks like he's not even 16 like <laughs> no he's, he's like a boy yes they've fully they've fully and it's to accentuate how young he was but donatello has added this like curve in his mm-hmm. hip yeah, and he's just—he's very well, and his stomach—he's not yes. like jacked. Like his stomach is soft, yes. the way you so, would almost kind of maybe have a woman's torso look in you know things that I've seen around this. Yes, in this like so genre we're of moving, art. So we're moving towards this idea of David being vulnerable, being very young. The there, he's really trying to add this difference. And show like Goliath is this grizzled old man who's wearing his big fucking helmet. But and also, where'd the sword come in on this that's, one? That's Goliath's sword. Oh, and he uses it to okay. cut his head off. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So because the and, safari hat, it looks like he's poised for like a Jumanji themed porn. <laughs> That's right. Especially with like the leaves and the hat. Yes, that's what I mean. Like that safari looking hat. I don't know what that is, but. 
But so we, yeah, we're really starting to kind of get into this idea of biblical figures as people. And so we're accentuating David was a young boy and Goliath is this giant man. And the fact like he's really just trying to point out the fact that this kid won the fact that this kid stepped up, the fact that this kid was there, the fact that this kid won, these are all almost impossible. I mean, they're impossible. Yeah. So he's just really accentuating those characteristics of it. I can see that. Like that it's like, yeah, he looks way boyish, but it's because he's trying to show how young and soft this person that won this battle is. It's the same thing when we look at paintings of Mary, where in medieval times, Oh, that's the other one that Keith gets all. He's like, it's medieval and like it's medieval. Oh, Um, (laughs) but in medieval times, we see this like there's no actual skin. It's very um, two dimensional. It's very like rudimentary. And once we get into and and it'll become controversial in the Baroque period, but these paintings of Mary in the Renaissance, she is shown as a young woman. She looks very young and she looks very in space. Like she is occupying, she has mass and she's occupying space and she looks so young and it is just trying to show these biblical figures as humans Mm -hmm. basically. Well, in the story, Mary is like 14 like yes she's mm-hmm. literally still a child mm-hmm. yes which that wasn't the part they didn't care about that part yeah. they no. were just like no these people are people look our That's gods right. were people right um all right so i i love donatello's this one uh from 1440 the bronze sculpture I love this one for those toes cuz look at his <laughs> toes have two knuckles and they are also like just Oh my god, they do. What the f- he, he got has- like prehensile feet or something. Yes. What is that? Donatello <laughs> was into feet, apparently, is what I'm learning. Well, from all this. The he liked feet Roman. so much he made more foot. Like that's not what people's feet look like. Yeah, but if you look at Greek and Roman and like it, it's it's very uh of this time that hands and feet are just they're bigger that's a lot of foot there there's extra there's literally more foot like oh yeah no he's got extra toes and toes and toes toes. toes. (laughs) yeah but i just love how fucking sexual it is that his toes are like his the, the hair on goliath's beard and the hair that's coming out of his helmet is like wrapped around it looks like hentai it's fucked up dude. so funny <laughs> it is really funny it i agree with katrina too those shin guards do make it more like oh he looks so impish oh, yeah. is yeah. that the right word it's like yeah impish it, yeah i feel like he's like i just slayed him who wants to fuck like that is- <laughs> oh yeah no and he's got the hand with his palm like the back of his hand rested against his hip with his palm facing out which he is has such a, a good face facial expression too that i can't really describe like honestly he looks horrified which i kind of love in my like the way that i'm looking at he's making this face of like 
Well, and, I and just this did is, that shit. Yes, yeah. that's what he looks like to me. This that's is definitely. just like the the thing with sculpture is they all kind of have this thousand yard stare. Yeah. Uh, the first one looks way more surprised, though, that he won. <laughs> the first one's like, oh, my gosh, that actually worked. And this David is like, yeah, get some. Well, so I have a question, Jordan. Would, yeah. would Bernini's marble have been painted or not? Not. Okay, because this is when they're no. like, marble, the, f- the, f- the fresh we marble is king. Uh, we didn't and they didn't find know that out. They- yeah, we didn't find out that the Greek and Roman sculptures were painted until uh, like a decade ago. Okay. Um, so when they're unearthing, the, so the Italians are excavating these sculptures and all of these monuments out of the ground and they're finding these marble sculptures, but they're not seeing. So it's all coming out of the ground with no paint. So yeah. that is why the Renaissance looks like that is because they found this and we're like, oh, that we have to go back to our history. We have to figure this out. This is great. We have to How make Italian these? art great again. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, and then we got the the invention of banks again. Um, so, OK, let's 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 talk about the guy. We're let's let's get to Michelangelo's David, uh, probably the most famous, yes. um, of any piece of art. Him and the Mona Lisa, um, the nipples alone are fantastic. I um, know, I've never noticed them before. This one that you sent us, Jordan. Very so, well I sent you guys a very specific photo because I did, you know, me, I wanted to show the scale of the work. Yes, he's um, huge. He's a yeah. So, I've never seen him with a human before. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing exactly. to see like this dude is like the size of his head. It's crazy. Yeah, the the lady who's looking at she's pointing at him. It has a very like God creating Adam vibe. Yeah, and we I will was wondering if she was doing that on purpose. I bet she is, or she's talking and pointing something out. I don't know, uh-huh. but I just I liked I really like this photo because it does show the scale at which this sculpture is because when you look at art and you see it kind of in, in the vacuum of space, basically where it's like, this is the art and it's in a book now. And right. You're just you looking at a photograph. You don't look at this photograph. Uh, you don't get the scale of it and the awe inspiring nature of what this piece would be. Yeah. So, in this one, um, and you guys can picture David. I don't need to send you a picture of him, right? Michelangelo. I, I just marble. looked up the bigger one. Okay. So I can um, see the full the thing. The detail is amazing. I've never seen, I don't think, like his ear or like his sideburns on this one that close up before. Oh, yeah. No, you can see um, you can see all of these details when you kind of look through the hands and the veins and the yo hands his and throat like, like yeah. this is the hottest David for sure absolutely he definitely is he definitely is so so this David he's made in um fifteen oh four let me check fifteen oh one to fifteen oh four um this was a single piece of marble so mm-hmm. this is like a huge piece of marble it is so large 
It this is. is just the scale on this piece. But what I want to talk about is not the myth of Michelangelo. That's not, and that's something I think people get kind of stuck on is because that, that's an incredible artist. He is. But what I want to talk about is why we are so drawn to this particular sculpture of all the other sculptures in the world and also what makes this one different from all the other sculptures, especially of the Davids. For me personally, it is this, he's got this contrapasto, but it's his stare. It's like his face and the ways that he is like so intense, but also just completely self-assured. So this is, that is uh, one that I feel like we as humans emulated. Like how many 90s models had a shirt thrown over their shoulder that way and looking to that profile yeah. in the distance? Like <laughs> well, this became yeah. what hot dudes look like. Just look at him over there thinking about hot stuff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this dude okay, definitely well, like David has his jeans on, but the top button is unbuttoned. Yeah. It's a little bit unzipped. That's what I mean. Like, like we emulated this in a way that, yeah, like this yeah his and you can just see like his underwear like calvin klein just the band, just the band. of the underwear he's basically marky mark is what i'm saying yes uh, <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> um incredible no so i i actually those are those are honestly great points um the difference with this david that in his hand that he has up against his shoulder that is his his slingshot. Okay. And he is getting ready. So the interesting thing about this sculpture about Michelangelo's David is that this is the moment before. Right. Everyone this else is the focuses first pre, like pre one. Yes. So everyone else focuses on the after the victory he won. This is the moment before. We know. We know how this story goes. We know where Goliath's head ends up. We know where the sword goes. We know that his slingshot aims true. His rock meets its mark. He is victorious. This David does Doesn't not know, know that. Mm-hmm. And he is still making... This is, the, this is the decision that it is hard and it is impossible. And I do not know the outcome, but I am going to do it. Yeah, Damn. he doesn't That's look like he's hell. worried as all. That exactly. Is, that is what makes it so beautiful. <laughs> Andrea has art vapors. I do. I just, oh my goodness. The well, confidence yeah, he's got on the this statue. Bro, he's concerned. We right. know that he's going to survive. We know that it's okay. We know that things are good. Well, he doesn't know that. And humanly, he is still making that decision to go. There are some like art things where people will take the David if you're like looking at David's face straight on and they'll split the sides of him and one side like if you split it and cover up one side looks oh. afraid and one side looks like like confident angry and ready and confident. Yeah. yeah and so it's like Michelangelo is perfectly capturing that in between of like you're at both places because you don't know what's going to happen yet and that is part of what makes it such an incredible sculpture Yes. And I do feel Jordan's like excited. I'm just moving. I love this. Well, I feel like it's the first one we've seen where he's to say what you're saying about how they split his face. This is the mm-hmm. first one where you see one side of his face from the direction that you're looking. You're not looking at both of his eyes. You're seeing yes. one at the profile of someone. 
and yes. that I think and you also have to kind of walk around him uh-huh. and even like part of his body language when you split it like part is moving forward like confidently and the other part is pulling back so it's uh-huh. like you feel that the push full and pull. duality absolutely which is like if it was intentional, completely genius of Michelangelo. You know what I mean? Like it might have just yeah. been he was like capturing a vibe of a specific model, but like I'm glad that worked out that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes as an artist, things happen, and you're like, yeah, I totally meant that to be that. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I that is one of the things that I absolutely hate is that I have to be like, no, I I just thought that that looked cool. That made sense. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, that fit in my brain. And people are like, oh, my God. I do think something happens when you're an artist creating work. Something happens on a subconscious level where, like, sometimes when I'm creating, I'm like, I am just drawn to this. And I don't know why yet. Right. And then when you finish the art, you're like, oh, Oh, snap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 No. And that's that's absolutely. I've been writing a lot of uh, brainstorming webs for a project. And I'm like. How deep into the brain do I want to go and how just go for it do I want to be? So this one, there's a whole mythology behind this sculpture that people kind of plug as the reason that it's famous. It's the broken marble and Michelangelo was an unknown artist who was given this as a way of like, Oh, he'll fail. Who cares? It's already destroyed. Because when you're sculpting marble, if you make one wrong move and it cracks in the wrong way and it cracks through the marble, the whole piece is broken. There's nothing you can do. It's destroyed. Well, Michelangelo went, watch me, bitches. Um the there was like at this time what's so funny to me is that like Michelangelo and Da Vinci had like a whole beef and Da Vinci was like Da Vinci was like sculpture is a lesser art form it's like motherfucker it takes you 20 years to finish a fucking painting like get out of here (laughs) like but also I I love the the caddy like honestly the 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 renaissance artists who like the high renaissance so we've moved away from the early renaissance we're in the high renaissance now donatello is early renaissance michelangelo is high renaissance and i forgot to mention that but once we get to the high renaissance and you have Raphael and michelangelo it is fucking hilarious how mean girl high school burn book their shit is the only known (laughs) image the only known image of Raphael is he painted it in the pope's bathroom or something and it was for um it was the the great like socratic method uh thing but he painted himself being annoyed at the other Renaissance artists. Oh, that's funny as shit. <laughs> yeah, just he like painted I'm da not Vinci like these other Socrates. artists. Yeah, but then he painted the rest. Like it's so fucking funny. I'll pull it up and we'll go through that painting at some point, and like we'll go through the burn book of Renaissance, Renaissance? art because it's hilarious. Jordan, if our bonus next month is just renaissance burn book i renaissance shade i would love renaissance shade can we do that i will yes absolutely i will pull up some some images i feel like i'm learning so many different kinds of because now i'm just imagining a meme of jim brewer from how high being like yeah but have you ever done the renaissance high and it's just (laughs) like 
Actually, we should get high before that episode. That sounds perfect. Um, it makes me grind my teeth, so I can't. Oh, never mind. But I I'm love sorry. you guys. Oh, yeah. No, I'll sit here. I would sit here and just be like, and then we have to talk about Raphael. She and just cracks be like, Are a you tooth safe? live on Zoom. <laughs> it's not a good scene. Um. So we have one more, and and I'm very excited for these feet as well, because God, the re- the Renaissance was just they were all about them feet. Those are some powerful fucking feet in these sculptures that we've looked at today, you guys. Here's I the thing: say- they're just it's like they never looked at their own feet. They just made these feet kind of like hands. That's my only beef. Is I that- would say Michelangelo's Whose feet, feet look are like pretty. This. Good. My feet look like that. I have very stubby it's toes. And no, like- <laughs> they're the opposite of stubby. They're like they're very long. They look like yeah. They look like they, they have like, like a very distinct, pretty well proportioned. So this is Bernini, and we are moving into the late. I like this one. We're moving into the late Renaissance period, known as Baroque. A lot it's of people definitely do- the manliest David. Yes. Like, I oh, feel like his- David grows up through the centuries from, like, boyhood to manhood. Uh, yes. Well, also, well, Jordan, and- did you mean to do, like, what we're used to seeing, which is after? Or not what we're used to seeing, but, like, after, before, and now this is in it, baby. This is, like, action shot. That was why I wanted to do it in chronological order, um, because the way that the Renaissance evolves, you have the... The after, the victory, the we've won. You have the contemplative making a hard decision. And then you get to Baroque, which is all movement and drama. And David spinning around to throw the rock. Yes, this is like Michael Bay's version of David. (laughs) Let's (laughs) go. Absolutely. Put the abs in absolutely there. <laughs> yeah, this is because what we could have done was go through it in David's chronology and start with Michelangelo, go to Donatello, or go to Bernini, and then go to Donatello. But uh-huh. this no, felt, I like it chronologically because I feel felt like more right. Well, do you feel like the way that they show him, and you'll probably talk about this later, but like it kind of. Per- mimics how people were feeling and things like that possibly absolutely okay no absolutely i think that it mimics i think that the the art of david mimics it's it's like the zombie movies of the time where it's like Mm. ramiro's zombies are created by nuclear war and then uh 28 days later is gmo corn or whatever so like you're seeing the cultural uh like evolution fears of yeah well of this the time but this also one's like seems- fast zombies <laughs> yeah this also yeah. seems to be an evolution in masculinity and what is considered masculine for you know sure. like this at this time like this David is gonna tell you all about his protein drinks and his gym routine and you are gonna get bored <laughs> well I do feel oh, like no. this you're not is older get bored he's because- more mature. Let's very quickly talk about so so Michelangelo's David I think does look like the oldest of the, yeah. the four that we. This is at. like the Kevin of the Backstreet Boys, David. I love the name Kevin. That just made my <laughs> knees go weak. I don't know I why. Bernice That's such David a looks stupid name. Older because he of his how square his chin is, like and how defined. 
Well, he's so uh, like, he's ready. Mm-hmm. Look at his little mouth. I love I his know. stupid little mouth. Just, I know. I lo- oh, Pursed that's, lips and everything. That's when you're trying. I love it. He's got a this little chin. This is the sexiest David, though, knowing. because look at, so, okay. The thing about Baroque is that it's all drama. It's all movement. It's all showing, like, renaissance high renaissance and early renaissance is the singular man and he is the the focus and baroque is late renaissance and that is movement shadow contrast his if if we were to watch bernini's david spin a little bit more that single scarf that is draping across his thigh to cover his <laughs> dick would be gone. If we were to watch him move just a little more, this this David is the cock tease of our four because oh my there's something God. so sexy about he's not showing us everything, but Jordan's he's like, about to. Jordan's like, keep swinging that <laughs> slingshot, baby. Yeah, well, keep going. You're beautiful. Oh no, is that tiny little piece of fabric going to fall away? Oh no, I swung my swing shot too hard and my scarf fell off. You want to know what else I'm about to swing? This dick. (laughs) This dick. Um, Which is totally proportioned to my body. (laughs) Right? Well, and that's probably what it is too, is because I don't give a shit about what a dick looks like. Like that's not. Nah. Men. Oh, when I was little, I looked at like sculptures and like not in person, but I would look at pictures and be like, that just looks like a bunch of mess. Like it just looked like a bunch of bundled up business. I was like, I don't even know what I'm looking at. Like it didn't gross me out. I was just like, I don't know what all this is. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, never mind. I won't. Never mind. <laughs> what was that? I saw my babysitter's dick when I was a kid and I told my mom it looked like a finger and then she's like I don't think she knows what she's talking about and that dude had to be my babysitter again even though I was like no he showed me his private parts oh my god Andrea anyway just a little bit of childhood trauma we'll just sprinkle that in there yeah I mean so this David like we've we've really hit every uh every aspect of the David at this point because this one he is fully like he's got this like full the front the top half of his body is turned one way his feet are turned the opposite It's like direction. the end of a discus throw is exactly, kind of what exactly it what like. it is. It's so beautifully done. Yeah, oh, it looks oh, yeah. amazing. Cuz what's behind him on the ground? Since he's like um, mid throw right now. That looks like the armor. That looks uh, like the armor. Okay. Yeah. Wear. Got it. Yeah, yeah, that's the armor. Okay. So he just Which also has a structural like role because like to have just the feet hold up the weight of that statue is so much that's why like the that's why michelangelo's david has that like stick near his leg is because you can't it's too heavy to do just on the feet also i think that's why the feet were so big on all these marble sculptures is because you need a sturdy base base. (laughs) absolutely they're like we need an extra part of this toe it's not gonna work with regular toes (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i just so the 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 evolution of David and the evolution of the ways that we explore that story are mimicked or not mimicked, but this is like a great insight 
to me, this is a great insight into the ways in which each kind of period of art picks and chooses which parts of a story they are most interested in. Mm -hmm. So you see this with every biblical story. You see this with portraiture. You see this with there is an evolution. There is a specific decision to move from the victory to the before to the during. Like, And this is not only in David's stories. This is not only in sculptures of David. This is in everything. I mean, if you look at the paintings, though, it's all the victory. It's all the end. It's all... I mean, Caravaggio has some that are really upsetting of David cutting off Goliath's head. Um, Mm -hmm. So the paintings kind of stick to that. But with the sculptures, you get this kind of like full body view of a 360 of the entire story. Um, And I just think that it is kind of a microcosm of... The Renaissance. Yeah, that's so cool, Jordan. I love that you took us through those periods because I do think just focusing on this one story helps to show the differences. Right. You know, because it's like you have so, a like, constant. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so cool. And you awesome, made me you. love David's yeah, Michelangelo love even or Michelangelo's David like that much more. That's exactly that sculpture. It. Oh, and if you are in Vegas and you go to the, it's not the Coliseum. What's that? Oh, I know what you're talking about. The it's like the pyramid or whatever, right? Or like the, the Luxor? No, 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 that's no. That's a casino. It's, that's a pyramid. <laughs> it's the Greek one. It's like the the they have all the fake marble uh, uh-huh. statues on the strip. Mm-hmm. Um, just a pro tip that uh you can go touch david's feet at that casino um because they have like a fake marble recreation of david he's only like six feet tall but you can touch his feet and no one says anything that's so amazing. like when i get i hit a certain level of drunk in vegas and i go keith we have <laughs> to go touch david and then i stand there and i go he's making such a decision that he doesn't know if things are gonna be oh my okay God, that's and i so just, funny just like having he's your- like okay drunky let's get you home now <laughs> oh yeah no he lets me touch the feet and then he takes me home that's usually that's how our so vegas funny. trips end that's what i've so learned funny. is that if you're really into feet you should definitely go to vegas or hit up jordan or both <laughs> No, don't hit him, Jordan. I am joking. Please don't do that. I do have a theme. No, I've been offering to sell my fee picks for like a month now. Okay, well then do hit up Jordan. Damn. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that Mama was on needs the table. Some fucking art money, dude. <laughs> I did not know that was on the table, but thank you for <laughs> taking us through this amazing journey of sculptures of David, Jordan. Yeah, this Absolutely. was such a cool episode. I yeah, love this. I love this. Like in terms of and I not like, oh, I know it's gonna be this way, but you're like, oh, it's gonna be different. And it's like, yeah, this was great. great. Let's great awesome. difference. And I would love 10. to hear from the people listening if yeah. they like this style. Cause I would love to do I can do this with kind of any art period or figure um well I I think we do spend so much focusing on sort of the individualism of specific artists and like their specific story which are definitely interesting and like definitely cool to cover but I think that this gives us something else in terms of 
how art is evolving and continues to evolve and how sort of the perception and beliefs at that time come through in artwork. So I think that's super interesting and I would love more episodes like this. Awesome. Yay. Thank you all so much for listening to this fantastic a new format of an episode. Oh uh, yeah. If you like listening to us and want to hear more, you can on all of the platforms where you listen to podcasts for the most part at Pavangard, P-O-D-V-A-N-T-G-A-R-D-E. Um, and you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter and all of those things. And there will also be a link to our Patreon uh, in the description of this episode. And if you like me as a person, Katrina, I was the one just making ridiculous jokes most of the time. Um, <laughs> you can follow and being very me. upset about all the feet. I mean, I just am too like uh, I looked at an anatomy book a lot growing up. And so I just want an explanation of how long that middle part of some of these toes are. It's. <laughs> It's evolution. I don't disagree. Unless we like have, unless there's like a study that I miss where we talk about when our toes got shorter. I won't, I have some questions, but, but yeah, uh, you can follow me at Katrina Savad on everything that you do stuff on. It's S I V A D. It's just Davis backwards. uh, And my first name's like the hurricane. So thank you. Hell yeah, dude. And you should definitely check out Katrina's special. You can like buy it on Amazon. It's really good. I just watched it. It was great. Thank you. Yeah. It's called figuring it out and it's on prime and Apple and all the places. Yay. Hell yeah. Uh, if you like me, you can find me on Instagram at Andrea Gazetta. And I also have like a shop, andreagazetta.com. And uh, sign up for my newsletter if you want like drops. I'm going to have some limited edition prints dropping soon. So if you just sign up for the newsletter, you'll get all that info. Did they so. already miss out on your book? Andrea has they a did. book coming it's out. Over. Oh, well, so. sucks to be you because I got one <laughs> and I'm going to get one. So, but yeah, Hell yeah. Andrea <laughs> has really cool things available. Yeah, I try to do like more affordable things periodically, yeah. but they take up a lot of space in my apartment, so I only have them for a limited time. So right. if you want affordable things, sign up for that newsletter, baby. Yep. And don't uh, miss out on Prism Pet Portraits, uh, an Andrea Gazetta <laughs> Instagram account. I did have to close my commissions, actually, because I have oh. too many. Yeah. So I was like, oh, no, I have to make sure I finish exciting. these before the end of the year. So if you if you're like, oh, I really want a pet portrait and you don't know when I'm going to open them again, if you actually go into my shop, the listing is still up and it says out of stock. And if you click like notify me when this is back in stock, nice. it'll Perfect. automatically notify you as soon as I'm opening my commissions again. So nice. if you're interested Perfect. in that, you can do that. Yeah, and if uh, if you want photos of me and palace cats looking pretty similar, uh, you can find <laughs> me at the Goonie Bird. Or possibly a picture of you and your partner with extra eyes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my you God. You can find those at Goonie Bird Crafts. Um, all the links are in my bios to various things. And, uh, yeah, if you want portraits, call me with Yay. every eye, all the eyes. All like if you were a biblically accurate cherub, 
and you wanted a portrait, Jordan yes. could do it. Yes. Yeah. Or if you want to be a biblically accurate cherub, I can also do that. <laughs> Thousands of eyes. Well, we want to thank all of you biblically accurate cherubs for listening to us today. And we We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. Andrea here. Um... I'm asking for your help a little bit today because Jordan, Katrina, and I are all comedians and artists who don't have any experience editing sound. And because this is a sound-based medium, we have asked an editor to help us with our episodes. Um, We had a few issues early on with some of the early recordings, and we're working on getting those sorted out. Um, And... Part of that is just having an audio engineer. So in order to be able to actually pay him and pay him a fair rate, uh, we're asking for your help. We've set up a Patreon, patreon.com slash podvantgard. And our goal is that we can pay him not from our own pockets, but from the resources of the show itself, which means we need your help. Um, We're also planning on starting to release bonus episodes. We'll start with one a month. Um, And as that Patreon rate increases, we'd like to eventually expand that to a bonus episode every week. And the bonus episodes will be more, um, a little bit more loose fit. We'll be covering art, uh, like current events and weird things that happen because there's a lot of like weird stuff going on in the art world right now, um, especially around NFTs, especially around AI. And I think it's really interesting and worth talking about, but we just need to be able to pay someone to edit that bonus content. Um, I would also say that in terms of the time cost, you know, Katrina, Jordan, and I all are supporting ourselves outside of this show. This show takes a lot of time. I'm probably spending at least three days a week with every episode just researching. We're buying books. Um, Katrina's editing the time codes. She's building our website. She's doing all our social media. Jordan is also researching her own episodes. And my goal for the Patreon is just that it can become something that you know we're not looking to get rich I don't think that's ever been our goal I don't think we ever think that could be our goal but what I'd like to be able to happen eventually is that the Patreon can become a way for us to just pay ourselves a living wage for the time that we invest into this show my experience uh, with cult podcast um, is that it's really hard to make a show every single week and not have other financial resources. So what I want is that this Patreon can eventually become a financial resource for us. It can help us support ourselves and it can help us to continue putting the show out so that we don't get burnt out and want to pull our hair out. Um, We love you so much and we think that the show is really important. I personally think that we need more podcasts that cover history and art history from a feminist, anti-colonial queer perspective and that's where we're coming from as artists and as art historians and comedians we love you we love this show thank you so much for supporting it that's again at patreon.com slash and thanks guys